0: I'm Rose Skeeters, host of From Borderline to Beautiful, a show about hope and recovery for BPD. Welcome to another episode of From Borderline to Beautiful. Thank you so much to everyone who reached out to let me know just how inspiring Sabrina's journey was from last week. I thought it was inspiring as well, and I hope you are starting to realize that you can use your hyperbolic, passionate side to do everything in your power to recover. Trust in the process, work hard, do hard things, get that moral compass going and align your choices with it, and you can do it too. It's not that simple. It's hard work, but it can be done. All right, so this week, I wanted to talk about how to nurture yourself. Reparenting is just such a huge part of recovery. I've talked before about how people with borderline personality disorder are born with a difficult temperament or a hyperbolic temperament, and that coupled with an invalidating social env- environment, whether perceived or real, creates these patterns of behaviors that are now called, quote unquote, BPD, right? Right? So there's trauma in the background and it's important to reparent yourself. So you have to think about reparenting as relearning how to nurture yourself, to take care of that child inside of you whose needs weren't met. So I've come up with 6 steps that I really love and I've been working with my individual clients on on how to nurture yourselves and I love them so much. I wanted to share them this week with you guys on the episode Okay, step one. Every single day, I want you guys to set aside time dedicated to yourself, even if it's just 20 minutes a day, and make that time all about you. A lot of people out there go above and beyond for everyone else, and they don't go above and beyond for themselves. They're at the end of the day like an afterthought. Sometimes it's because maybe as a child, you were parentified, meaning maybe you had to be the parent of your mother, father, or early childhood caregiver. And sometimes it's because that is how you love. And that is what you perceive love to be. But in order to nurture yourself, you have to take time for yourself, 20 minutes a day. That's all that is. And it really doesn't matter what you're doing as long as you're doing something for you. Carve that time out. It could be having a nutritious meal, making a smoothie, cooking something healthy from a new cookbook, exercising. It could be taking a nap, relaxing, watching a favorite show, 20 minutes a day, making that time all about you. All right, number two, be positive. Your positivity will indicate how grateful you are and will change the energy dynamic within you even if you have to fake it, be positive. The BPD brain has such a tendency to be pulled in a negative direction all the time. We can look at a situation in our BPD brain and it can be a beautiful situation and we will hyper-focus on that one tiny detail that's off or wrong and just be negative about it. Like, you know, when you, when you think, oh, this meal's so nice, but you relate to it. Or, I love this house, I love this space I'm in, but it needs new, I don't know, it needs a new kitchen, it needs a remodel, whatever your thought is. It's usually the negative is the thing that stands out and your brain filters out all the good stuff. So you have to actually practice being positive, like I've said before. You get good at what you practice, so be positive. Step three, instead of attacking yourself when something goes wrong, attack the problem. Remember that self-love must exist unconditionally. So when you attack yourself, you attack your own character and that makes you your own enemy. Again, remember that self-love must exist unconditionally. So when you attack yourself, you attack your own character, and it makes you your own enemy. Focus on the issue. Don't call yourself names, blame yourself, or say things that are just below the belt of mean to yourself. Focus on the issue. Take a step back and look and see, are there different choices? Are there solutions? How can you solve the problem? You can validate yourself, Love yourself unconditionally and also move on without belittling yourself and attacking your own character. That might have been something that you're used to growing up, but that's not something that you need to do to yourself anymore. Step four, don't jump to conclusions or make assumptions. If you stay open-minded and judgment-free, you can maintain trust and transparency within yourself. And that goes for situations that you're perceiving while you're alone. It goes for other people. It goes for scenarios you're making up in your head. When we jump to conclusions or make assumptions in our mind about things going on in our environment, it sets us up to fail. So practice being open-minded and judgment-free so that you can maintain, again, trust and transparency within yourself. I've said this before in previous episodes, but part of recovery is repetition. So again, if you've experienced trauma growing up, then the bottom line is that you were the only person you could trust your entire life. If you're a child and you're experiencing trauma, it's not your fault. You're supposed to have adults in your life to be there for you, to take care of you, to nurture you, to love you unconditionally, not to judge you, and to be unconditionally supportive of you. So you need to learn and practice being unconditionally supportive of yourself and remember that you are trustworthy, that you got yourself through that trauma to where you are today and you can get yourself out of this. Step five. Communicate openly, directly, and honestly. Say what you mean and mean what you say even in your own head. Listen actively to yourself and to your body and to what you need in any given moment. Don't create problems that don't exist by trying to find some deeper meaning or deeper answer. Remember, give yourself unconditional love, unconditional support, and unconditional acceptance. Are these things easier said than done? Yes, absolutely. But if you don't want to choose to try to practice loving yourself unconditionally and accepting yourself unconditionally, how can you expect the people in your life to do that for you? And then how can you expect to want to receive that? I mean, one of the biggest parts of recovery is being able to accept love from other people and not question it or you know, think it's just, oh, you don't really love me, right? So practicing that is incredibly important and you deserve it. You definitely deserve unconditional acceptance, support, and love. All right, number six, selfless service. You've heard me say this before guys. This is a, a it's a great one to do. You know, someone said in the Facebook group a while back, "Oh, there's no such thing as selfless service because It wasn't that I'm remembering it incorrectly. So it's, I'm not quoting it directly. But there was something along the lines of there's never a a time where you're doing selfless service, because it's always about you. So you feel good. I mean, I disagree with that. So if you feel like selfless service is never selfless, then you really have to re take a look at, you know, humility and reassess where you're at in life in general. Um, So And I just I say that because when I'm talking about selfless service, I'm saying to give something to others in relationship or to yourself and not expect anything back. So when you do that kind of selfless service, like let's say you volunteered at an animal shelter, you're not expecting anything back. You know, unless, of course, you take a selfie of yourself and, you know, send it to your friends or post it on Facebook or, you know, put it in your Snapchat, right? Like volunteering today, (laughs) hashtag helping out. Like, (laughs) yeah, that's probably pretty attention seeking. But you just want to practice selfless service in the mindset of I am going to be selfless. I want to do this. I want to give to others to give, not to take. And then also, you want to do that not at the expense of your own well being. So that one's a tough one, right? Because in number one, I said, set aside time dedicated to yourself, even if it's just 20 minutes a day, because oftentimes, you kind of put yourself below everybody else. But there's also time for selfless service. I think oftentimes we run about our day doing things for other people and just giving everything of ourselves to other people just so that at the end of the day we can go, see, you don't do anything for me and I do everything for you. So selfless service is definitely not that. So I hope this is helpful. This is a shorter episode this week, but I really want to hone in and focus on ways that you can start to learn how to nurture yourself. That's why it's so, so important for me to have these six steps. I hope you're writing them down with your notebook, and then you go off and try to execute them. The one that really resonated the most with me was number three, because I just felt like every single time... I would have a problem I would immediately attack myself and my mind would go so negative I mean I've said this too before but I have these notebooks and over and over and over in these notebooks I wrote like you're a failure you're a failure you're not good enough you mess up everything you break things and just that kind of language is just not gonna get you anywhere so don't attack yourself or your own character and make yourself your own enemy just focus on the issues guys and I promise you, things will get better. I just had a thought. That's why I paused. So and another thing that you can do to execute number two, number three, so two is be positive. Three was instead of attacking yourself when something goes wrong, attack the problem and not jumping to conclusions is you can use a skill I like to call catch it, check it, change it. Catch it, check it, change it is a cognitive behavioral therapy skill. So what you're going to do is catch yourself being negative, catch yourself attacking yourself and having those negative thoughts, catch yourself jumping to conclusions, and then you're going to check it. Check whether or not what you're thinking aligns with what you're trying to do to nurture yourself, and if not, change it. Let's use the example of a negative thought, you're a failure. So maybe something goes wrong and I mess up. I make a mistake with an appointment, for example. Well, I need to, I, and I think to myself, oh, you're a failure. Well, I need to catch that thought. And then I have to take a step back and think, am I actually a failure? What evidence do I have to support that? So in this situation, just because I mess up an appointment doesn't mean I'm a failure, It was a mistake that I made. I have to own up to it now, apologize, and move on. So instead of thinking to myself, I'm a failure, I'm going to change it. And I'm going to say, no, you made a mistake, apologize, do some damage control, and move on. Nobody's perfect. Catch it, check it, change it. I still have to do this in my everyday life because my brain does tend to go a little bit more negative, especially when there's not a lot of sunshine or there's like dreary, dreary days. I notice myself being pulled kind of in this negative direction. So if I, you know, see something happening and I'm, you know, talking or maybe Jay and I are just having a conversation about something, I might start to talk about all of the things that are wrong with that day. And then I will catch myself doing it. I will check myself and think, was the day really that bad? And usually the answer is no, it really wasn't. I have a great life and I love my life. So then I change it and I start changing the tape. Sometimes I might even apologize to him and then start telling him all the good things in my day if I've become that negative. So in addition to these six steps on how to nurture yourself, I hope you're able to use the catch it, check it, change it skill to start to rewire the way you think about the world around you. Awesome. Thanks so much for listening, guys. Are you feeling lost, frustrated, or resentment towards your loved ones, your friends, your family, your partner, your kids? Are you looking for online counseling or mindset and life coaching because of this pandemic? Go ahead and check out thriveonlinecounseling.com. Again, that's thriveonlinecounseling.com. We offer secure, convenient, and confidential telehealth sessions. You can schedule your free initial consult right online or even pay for your first 60 minute individual session. Give us a call at 1 844 984 7483 if you have any questions at all. Let us be a part of your recovery journey. It's time for this week's Q&A. All right, so this week I got a voice message from Crystal, but I wasn't able to incorporate her message into the podcast, unfortunately. Crystal's question was, what do you do when you experience a breakup of a relationship that lasted for a very long time? So Crystal is currently in the hospital, and she was actually sending that message from the hospital So the first thing that I would say is if you are experiencing a breakup and you're in the hospital, it's important that you try to focus on what kind of treatment that they're providing in the hospital. I know that's really hard to do because when you're in the hospital, you're in a period of distress and you really just want someone to take away the pain or to give you back the thing that you've lost right like a relationship or you know to just make whatever pain you have go away but I really encourage you to turn your mind towards this the group therapy that they have, the individual therapy that they have. Work with your caseworker, your social worker to come up with a discharge plan to find a clinician or a coach or, you know, a practice, an office that can help you and support you in your recovery journey. That's the first thing that I would say. The second thing that I would say is if breaking up with someone has provided you with that much pain, then what you will need to do is begin on the journey of recovery so that you can heal from that past pain and hurt and learn how to stop externalizing, how to develop an identity for yourself. And developing an identity, it means transforming. It means starting on this path to become a different version of yourself, one who feels calm, confident and capable and that's a long process and you'll need some help doing it but that's the answer you have to mourn the loss of the relationship and start to take one step at a time on your recovery journey so that you can begin the process of transformation identity development means like i've said before becoming a new version of you You know, you use the skills that you're given in the hospital, Crystal, and if you need more support, definitely feel free to reach back out to us here at Thrive. Last week, I promised that I would have the information about the 12-week structured support group that I will be running in January up on the website. It is there, so go over to thriveonlinecounseling.com click on support groups. You can see the structure of the group. I do require a commitment because you're going to have group members that you want to stay the same across the 12 weeks so that you can connect with them. And that requires a financial commitment and a time commitment. So if you need support with having the payments automatically withdrawn versus paying in a lump sum, definitely reach out to me at rose at thriveonlinecounseling.com and I would be happy to set that up for you. You can check out what topics we're going to go over each week, and you can check out the dates and times. There are three days with three different times to accommodate both national and international clients. It is a mindset coaching group, so definitely keep that in mind. Also, if you scroll all the way down to the page at the bottom of the website, you can click on Get Some Gear. So I haven't quite figured out a way to put the Teespring shop on the website. I will do that. But I guarantee you, if you scroll down all the way to the footer of our website, you'll be able to click on a link that will take you to our new merchandise. If you're interested in hoodies, sweatshirts, leggings, you name it, it's there. So thank you so much for constantly listening to this podcast and just being so supportive. And I will see you next week for another episode of From Borderline to Beautiful. Okay, thanks for listening. That was From Borderline to Beautiful. A production of Thrive Mind Body LLC. Online coaching that helps frustrated individuals, resentful couples, and disconnected families navigate through tough times. Visit us on the web at thriveonlinecounseling.com. If you like this show, remember, you can hear it on Anchor or Apple Podcasts or Pocket Casts or any app that you use to listen to podcasts. Subscribe to get a new episode every Monday. If you want to get in touch, you can leave me a voice message